0: State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Mini Helmet Contest. The SGP Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's to enter at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me is my co-host, Mr. Andrew T.D. King. Rob, how are we doing, sir?
1: Oh, man. We have a fight right now, Commanders-Giants, and it looks like the Giants may have just scored a touchdown off a fumble, so, so that's not a great Damn. way to start the podcast, uh, but this is Damn. a fight for the, uh, for the playoffs here, so we'll see, but uh, let's talk a little bit of fantasy, get my mind off this game.
0: Yeah, that's not the uh, the first touchdown of the game that I was looking for there, that's that's not ideal. I got the, some boosted odds to take a, Antonio Gibson as like an extra plus 200 on top of whatever his odds were. Saying,
1: yep. didn't. Yeah, want, Taylor Heineke just fumbled. Uh, didn't play out. Strip sack for a TD on uh, Kayvon Thibodeau.
0: Very Carson Wentz of him.
1: <sighs> Rough.
0: Hmm. Long way to go. Long way to go. I have the over in this game, so uh, that's going to help out. I, was, I thought it was a little too low. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're going to put the number at forty. Like, you know, they t- they just tied twenty twenty. You know, I mean, felt like it was kind of a kind of a low number still. Yeah, we'll we'll see how are your team's looking today. First week of the fantasy playoffs. Got got a li- lot of uh, live rosters.
1: Uh, yeah. So. One, I already locked up uh, one. I have the one seat in, so I'm good to go there. And then um, another one I am currently I need Brian Robinson to score nine point three points in PPR um, to, to lock up that one. So it could be a clean sweep for me this week. And the three that I made it in missed out. I, I was in 10 leagues, missed out on a bunch, just barely, you know, finishing in the, the mm-hmm. seven or eight spot. So uh, but yeah, the teams I have in, they are all looking uh, pretty good so far. How about yourself?
0: Uh, so far so good. I'm checking on this one final one. I had a similar situation. Had ten. Had two bubble teams fall off. Like you know, like you know, one was a twenty-team league, so t- the top ten make it in. You know, I I had number eleven and, and one, and then I had another one where you know you have the the top six go, and I finished number seven, of course. So uh, we got uh, Nathan in the chat saying Patriots are a joke. I mean, that whole game well, <laughs> was kind of a joke. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's a it's a weird situation over there for sure. You know, Mac Jones, Matt Patricia. Bill Belichick, that whole triangle of, you know, anxiety. Uh, but no, I mean, that game was just really bad. What a way for
1: that game to end. So, so to e. the, the Raiders last week, ultimate collapse against the Rams, you know, and then this week, the ultimate finish for a win. A just crazy, crazy game at the end there.
0: Yeah, so I have my last one. I, I had two, two out of my three, you know, uh, locked up already, essentially. And then the third one is pretty much all but locked up. I'm down by two points. The other player has no one else left, and I have Terry McLaurin left, so he's already got a point in uh, yeah, he's got a reception for four yards, so one point four fantasy points in that one, so he gets a couple more catches here, three and0 in the, in the in the playoffs this week'll be feeling pretty good, so my goodness yes, sir. that's it's really the only time I stressed out about you know fantasy football all year, and I've been having to do it now since Thursday is like Thursday games, Saturday games, like man, it's been a stressful weekend. Because, you know, when you play in double digit leagues, it's like, you don't care if you lose a game or here or there, you know, like, oh, I lost a close matchup. That's okay. I won, you know, six more, or four or five more, you know. So once you get down to this and you only got like three or four teams left or a handful of teams, eh, it gets a lot scarier. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's get into our recaps and our analysis here of week 15 fantasy football. You want to start from the top of the card or the bottom of the card?
1: Uh, Let's start with the early games.
0: All right. Start with with the early games. Uh, you want to back up to San Francisco, or do you just want to do today?
1: Uh, I mean, it, I guess it don't really matter. Um, I mean, yeah, it don't really matter. Whatever you want to do,
0: man. Uh, we'll start with. Yeah, let's back up to San Francisco because there's a lot uh, to cover. Otherwise, like Miami, Buffalo, etc. So, uh, let's see, Seahawks, Forty Nine ers. First impression, Geno Smith. You know. You kind of let us down for most of this game as far as you know fantasy football goes. Was solid all season long. And then you had us all worried. Did salvage the day with one passing touchdown. Not terrible, but certainly not great. I had a roster with Geno Smith that did come out on top with the win. So I'm feeling okay. My big concern about this group going forward, uh one, Tyler Lockett, and two, Kenneth Walker. Are we worried about their availability for next week? Kenneth Walker came back from injury didn't look very good if you had started him uh, you know i think he had one big gainer at the end of the game but other than that he was pretty uh non-inclusive in this game as far as like fantasy relevancy goes uh what are your concerns about them going forward
1: so definitely concerned about tyler lockett i uh, don't expect him to play uh ken walker i do expect to play i think he's going to be i think he's going to be fine um you know, I, obviously I think this is a big boost for DK Metcalf. Um, you know, if, if it's surely just in the volume aspect right. I mean, I think he's going to get mm-hmm. more looks his way with Tyler Locker, you know, Lockett probably not playing. Um, I also think it gives an upgrade to uh, Noah Fant. You know, uh, obviously the tight end yeah. wasteland bites us every week. So, you know, you, you may need to potentially pivot to Noah Fant. And I think that that could be a potential, you know, good option for you. But um, I mean, outside of that, yeah, I mean, nothing really else on this team. Uh, Gino didn't look great but I mean did throw the ball 44 times that's encouraging as well uh you know for his usage so uh yeah but big big upgrade for for DK Metcalf that's probably the biggest takeaway for me
0: would you be uh in on any Marquise Goodwin chairs for next week you think they're playing um, Kansas City I they think five if you, targets this this week
1: yeah I think if you have to you know like if you if you have an injury or, or whatever the case may be or if you're the lock you got you know owner and he's not going to play and you really mm-hmm. don't have another option i mean i think Goodwin's an and okay he's a streamable option i i wouldn't want to start him by any means but i i think he could potentially have some usage there um i mean i, I guess he, he would definitely be the guy to slot into the number two role correct right yeah so i mean streamable option but i wouldn't want to if i didn't know <clears throat>
0: I also have to imagine Geno Smith has to come down a little bit too in value going into the next uh, couple of weeks here without Tyler Lockett. A lot of their success has been tied to each other. Uh, looking at the schedule here, they have Kansas City, which is a good matchup for the quarterback position, and then the Jets, which is, I, I would say, mid-tier or low-tier matchup for the quarterback position. Uh, I would certainly you know, be firing up DK Metcalf in, in all those games, but uh, I feel like the other options, you know, the outstretching options like Fant, or Goodwin may be more in question in say the uh the Jets game than, than the Kansas City game. Jets game being the championship week in week 17. Um so pivoting over to uh San Francisco in this one, Brock Purdy, I I mean I had him ranked as like you know quarterback 17. It's not that I wasn't low on him this week. It's just that you know after another week of success and positive fantasy production and and stats are you still willing to trust him going forward, just playing catch with CMC?
1: Yeah, um, I mean they they do play Washington next week, I believe. So at home, yeah. So Washington's defense against wide receivers or quarterbacks is about middle of the pack. Obviously, they you know mm-hmm. they're pretty good at the run defense. So I'm interested to see how they play against Christian McCaffrey next week. But I think Purdy's still in play. I, I would probably have him as a higher end quarterback 2 maybe low end QB1 for next week so sure. uh, you know if you're choosing between Purdy and Deshaun Watson um who do the browns play let me see if i can oh actually you know what here i'll just scroll down uh the browns play the saints next week um man that's a tough one uh you know i i, I probably still i probably still go purdy Um, I am Washington is a team that definitely will let up some some big plays in a game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd probably still go Purdy if you're choosing between him and Watson. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm sliding him into my rankings is right around that 12 to 15 mark, probably.
0: Okay, yeah, I was thinking somewhere between like 14 to 16, similar really to this week, because, you know, they still lose Debo Samuel to to injury. So, you know, his weapons or his list of weapons is pegged down a little bit. And I, I feel like that was the big appeal for him as well. He's in the Shanahan offense. They're going to be able to run the ball with CMC. CMC led the team in receiving in this game with six catches. I think it was only for about 30 yards or so, but that's really been the MO of their offenses. You know, these, these check down options, you know, you get George Kittle, they get some, you know, get some really good yak. He had a 54 yard, uh, 54 long yard play, excuse me. Um, and then you're mixing in guys like, you know, uh, Juwan Jennings, uh, McLeod. I, I, Mc- Brandon Ayuk had a disappointing game. He had just two catches for 19 yards. Any concern there, uh, or do you think he could have a big week uh, against Washington?
1: Oh man, I, I I think he has a rebound week. Um, I I don't think he's gonna have a huge game. Uh, I do mm-hmm. think they're gonna spread the ball around between him, CMC, Kittle. You know, so I don't think he's gonna have a huge game. But I mean, I I think he's definitely he's probably gonna be a, a mid-range wide receiver two for me next week. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I think he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, too, on Brock Purdy over Watson next week. Watson playing New Orleans. I, I would just prefer Purdy based on the offense, like we had mentioned. Yep. CMC in this one still had 26 carries, 108 rushing yards, You know, and a rushing touchdown. He provides that really safe floor for the offense and you know, really moves the chains for him. So a lot to trust there.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, next up, we have the Colts and the Vikings. Wow.
1: Wow. I'm so disappointed I didn't bet them to, to win when they were down by 30.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I only, I took 20. him at like, you know, minus two hundred, you know, prior to the game starting and at halftime I just like turned it off. By the end of the third quarter, I was watching again. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, another one. Okay, well, we got to Crazy get back.
1: biggest biggest comeback. Um ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it said yeah, yeah, biggest comeback ever, ever. right? Yeah. Ever.
0: Biggest comeback ever. Yeah. Matt so, Ryan Kurt- has
1: now been on the losing end of two of the biggest comeback. Like just ugh. What a disappointment for Matt Ryan, man. I don't know how he sleeps at night. He doesn't
0: he doesn't play defense. You know, I mean, obviously <laughs> I, they only scored that, but... they only scored three points in the second half, but you know, I mean it's Matt Ryan and the team scored, you know, 30 some odd points. Yeah, you know, you'd you'd figure they'd be able to make a stop or do something, but nope, 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 nope. Yep. Uh so Kirk Cousins was great for my underdog lineups for best ball. That was really my biggest takeaway from this game. I mean, the Vikings offense was the Vikings offense, right? Like top to bottom. We saw Justin Jefferson go off. We saw Dalvin Cook go off. KJ Osborne was a surprise. I'm not expecting that production no. to be accountable for next next week and the weeks going nope. forward. Like That's a flash. And we've seen these flashes from KJ Osborne before. Um, this is definitely his career, like biggest career game. We're not going to see that in the next two weeks, in my opinion. Uh, Adam Thielen still had three catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. It's not like he wasn't included. It's just that For some reason, K.J. Osborne was able to go vertical and open up the skies up against the the Colts. I'm not expecting that going forward. Um, Definitely a piece you want to own for the long term because, you know, Adam Thielen could check out really any day. I know they added T.J. Hawkinson as well, but, you know, they're still going to have that, you know, big availability at the wide receiver two position. So somebody you want long term, I'm not trusting it going forward. Uh, I don't really trust any of the Colts players, period. I wasn't going to start any of them. Uh, Pittman had a nice day, 10 catches, but only 60 yards. Uh, I still probably would have had him as a as like a high end bench candidate this week, still, even against the Vikings, who are Swiss cheese uh, to wide receivers.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I mean, again, like can't trust KJ Osborne moving forward. You, you, I mean, it's just you you'd be chasing points if you're doing so. Um, yep. I I wouldn't be doing that. I'd rather t- play Zay Jones over him. Zay Jones at least, oh yeah, you know he's had more of a uh, more of a role in that offense than KJ Osborne has. So. Mm-hmm consistent yeah, I mean, floor. Agree. Um, I, You know, the only thing I, I would say about this game that you haven't already said was on the Colt side, like I would trust Michael Pittman. I do not say trust. I think Michael Pittman can be a wide receiver three wide receiver two ish for you. So I, I think he's still playable outside of that. I don't want to play anybody else on this team. So fully agree.
0: Uh, I don't know what the deal is with Jonathan Taylor. Um, let me check the so they get the Chargers next week and then the Giants week 17. So week 17, that's an absolute smash sit for Michael Pittman, in my opinion. The Chargers could be interesting. Their secondary is banged up. I guess I could I, I could say you could throw him out there, but I would not expect him to reach his projections in week uh, 17 for the championship. So he's, uh, he's riding the pine pony for me. Yep. Let's catch up with some of the chat a little bit here. Uh, what does KC do with CEH now that McKinnon has earned the RB1 role? Is he coming back? CEH? I don't know, but I would say CEH is still behind Pacheco and McKinnon. I I don't know what they're going to do with him. Uh, maybe wave him or try to trade him in the offseason. What up, boys? Uh, Anti-DD Green tomorrow night from Green Bay Defense. And Aaron Jones about 20 to 30, depending on what scary Terry does. Not looking too scary so far. Well, that's what I need, Kevin. Is I need scary to get terrifying. It's not working out. I just saw a nice chunk play from the Giants. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. All right, moving on. Cleveland and Baltimore. This game stunk. Uh, Deshaun Watson showing, you know, signs of life in another week. No interceptions. You know, kind of took care of the ball. Honestly, kind of looked like Jacoby Brissett out there, not going to lie. Just managing the game, not screwing things up. Also ran the ball six times for 22 rushing yards. There's really not too much to take away here nick chubb 21 for 99 very nick chubb like especially with the no touchdown uh, portion of that uh, aspect and then amari cooper and dpj both had four catches both under 60 total yards dpj had the touchdown uh, david njoku was super disappointing three for 28 i was expecting a lot more from him i sat dawson knox in favor of david njoku shame on me uh jk dobbins now the identity of this baltimore ravens offense really all i took away from from baltimore here uh, other than you know these assets are pretty much dead i don't even know if i trust jk going forward
1: uh next week the ravens get the falcons i still think jk is that's in good play. matchup yep i think yep. that he's in play there for them for sure nick chubb obviously has the saints next week i again don't don't love that that's matchup for him not good that's a, that's a tough one to, to play, but you're probably, you know, if you're still in it with Nick Chubb at this point, you're probably just going to mm-hmm. have to ride him out. I mean, probably not going to have too many good options there, but. What, uh, do you,
0: what do you think though about JK in week 17 against Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh was really good against the run today up against Carolina, who is a pretty run, you know, they run out a lot of run heavy formations.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't want to play him against the Steelers. Um, but I, I, th- I'm going to assume, depending on what happens next week, I will probably have him Mm -hmm. as a lower end RB2. So I probably still play him. I I wouldn't want to, but I mean, depending on what your options are, JK is probably a decent Mm -hmm. option to. I mean, he might score a touchdown. That's probably what you're hoping in that matchup is that he scores a touchdown for you, you know, there. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, don't, don't love it.
0: (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, these numbers are really solid 125 this week on 13 carries and 120 his first week back again. At uh, week 14, 15 carries, 120 rushing yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, he's
1: hobbled. You know, that's the problem is that you can see it when he runs. He's running like he's 50 years old, right? Like he, and he even said, I mean, he, he even came out and said, he's like, I've got to get my speed back. Like he just doesn't have it yet. So, that's the problem that's is funny. that he, he should have easily had two more touchdowns over the last two weeks. If he could have outrun those defenders, he, he would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But he's hobbled. So, I mean, you really got to, you, you got to hope that he gets a good workload and scores a touchdown for you. That's, you know, that's really what's going to come down to.
0: All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would trust him up against Pittsburgh, but I'll definitely say to roll him out up, up against Atlanta for sure. Get him. Uh, get him. anything else from this game? Fuck. Uh,
1: nope, I don't think so. I'm, I'm yeah, I don't
0: go. trust any of the Ravens receivers. Uh, no, <laughs> hard to get <laughs> I, off hard of
1: the Mark Andrews.
0: Yeah, I mean, hard hard to get off of them. It's it's not like you're gonna sit him. You know, like I you know sat da- Dawson Knox for David Njoku. You're gonna sit both of those guys for Mark Andrews every week. You got to start your studs. That's why you drafted them. Damn. Uh, next up, we had the uh, reign of terror of offense, Dolphins and Bills. This game was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Josh Allen. Thank you. Namaste. Appreciate you, sir. To uh, Tua tip of the cap, you know, you, you didn't look terrible. You know, he, I'm, I'm not going to say he looked bad. He definitely made some questionable uh, throws and, you know, hesitations, we'll say that I felt led to, you know, a few more lapsed dolphin drives, but overall still looked really good. The run game was there. Salve it and bring it back Ahmed, 6 for 43 and a touchdown. That's awesome. Tip of the cap, but don't trust it. Don't not viable production in my opinion. My assumption is, is that Jeff Wilson uh, will be back next week and going forward. Uh he was held inactive this week, but it doesn't sound like his injury is Um, significant I feel like he'll be back and he'll probably uh, take over the reins again or just be in a split with Mostert but man Mostert 17 for 136 you got to feel I I have to feel good starting him going forward do you disagree
1: no I I think Mostert's fine and honestly I think it's going to be closer to a you know 60 probably 60 40 split you know in Mm -hmm. favor of of Mostert so yeah I, I think he's you know completely fine next week
0: uh, obviously, you're not getting off of Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. This was a good week for Jalen Waddell, uh, three for 114 and a touchdown. You were kind of, you know, holding your breath on it for a little bit, you know, on uh, on the touchdown, but was able to to make day, bring home that extra bit of production. Uh, everyone else, I mean, Trent Sherfield didn't do anything, but he was targeted in the red zone. I'm trying to think of anyone else that I would consider starting for the Dolphins.
1: I mean, honestly, man. Besides Hill, Waddle, Mostert, and, and Tua, I mean, nobody else for me, anyway. I, I definitely not starting Gusecki. God, he's just like a,
0: a business. Yeah. I mean, if, if Wilson is healthy, I have to put him in that mix as well, just because he's he just constantly gets the priority uh, on the on the touches. Um, moving over to the Bills, man, really feel so dumb for not starting Dawson Knox. I actually took him. He was one of my props I took for an anytime touchdown, and I'm. I'm like kind of kicking myself like before the game starts, I'm like, why, why did I put extra money down on this guy and not start him? Like I was, just, and that was before he even scored, you know. So, uh, like what I saw out of him, of course, cash the ticket and, and all that jazz. Any concern about uh, Stephon Diggs going forward, or do you feel like his, you know, lower a uh, bit of production this week was just, you know, kind of out of the fact it was a duel, you know, it was, they were just going back and forth in this game, you know, kind of trading different looks from different players.
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. It was a little bit of weather too. I mean, the, you know, the the mm-hmm. snow did kick back up there, so you know, I, I saw a lot of players squinting. I'm like, man, that has to be so hard to to see out there in the snow right now. So, you know, I, I'm not gonna. You're not sitting digs. I mean, if you sit digs, no, and, no, then no. you got a really, really, really good you know roster. But yeah, I, I think Diggs will be fine. Um, obviously, there's still a you know pretty high volume there for him as well. Um, mm-hmm. Knox, again, I, I fear you know he does this a lot where he gets a really good game and then next week he all but disappears. We'll have three for. 30 maybe something of that nature so we'll we'll see on knox but i mean he's still you know, i think he played. has uh
0: he has back-to-back touchdowns now as well let me pull that up real oh yeah
1: yes you are correct I, yep. I believe that he does that so i mean so this is probably one of the first strings in the season that he's actually had where he's had two you know good games in a row so i i do worry about that a little bit uh Second. you know
0: so What's in that? weeks in uh so week six he had a touchdown just three catches and then after the bye week in week eight he had another touchdown okay. but it was it was much lower volume so between those two weeks he had just five catches and the last two weeks he has a total of 10 catches
1: that's it's encouraging but yeah I, I, I do worry a little bit about Knox with that with the disappearing mm-hmm. act um Gabe Davis is somebody man there's just such a boomer bus kind of guy I mean I know he had you know 9.6 points in PPR that's okay but mm-hmm. you just expect so much more and again kind of with the game flow and, and how the game was going, plus the weather. You know, I think Gabe Davis is still a wide receiver three next week with, you know, definitely, I mean, he, he could be a wide receiver one if he just gets one of those long-ass catches that he, you know, is famous for making sometimes. So we'll see on Davis. Um, I, I'm i really worried about the Singletary-Cook split. For for the Bills, that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me that I'm so worried about is, is those two guys because neither one really outshine the other. Um, singletary definitely playing out carried cook but i mean cook is just i mean he got a touchdown you know he had a touchdown catch. without that though he would have had a very bad day so i i do worry about the two of them i think that they could really just give them closer to a 60 40 split and you're kind of mm-hmm. just really hoping that one of those guys has a good game and, and you pick the right one but that that's probably the scariest thing for the bills for me is, is those two
0: well another factor to add into that as well is naim mines he had a touchdown in this game. One catch, uh, ten receiving yards, and Such a Such a
1: random thing. I have one of my, I have him on one of my best ball media teams. So mm-hmm. uh, he actually uh, ended up being like my flex play in the best ball mania as, as my flex. So it was nice. just, it, it was interesting that you know I just had randomly a. Uh, um,
0: I was uh, scraping the waiver wire for potential uh, a tight end. Uh, I've been dealing with Dallas Goddard being out. And, you know, one of my options that I already had on my bench was Joan Johnson, but he had the ankle injury. He was limited. So I picked up Troutman to start the week and just being like, OK, you know, I'll have one of these options if Goddard doesn't come back. Goddard doesn't come back. They I think they were announced it on Wednesday or Thursday. So then I throw Goddard back into the injury slot or whatever. And I'm looking at the waiver wire and Quinton Morris is there. Uh, Hunter shoot is there. Uh, oh, gosh, was it? I'm just, I, uh, who's the other one? There was another random tight end that scored a touchdown this week. It's going to drive me nuts. But it's well, just it's like Juwan all. Johnson, right? Well, no, Juwan Johnson wound up being my starter. But I was considering oh. all of these guys, including Quentin Morris in this one um for the bills where again it just felt like one of those games where they were going to kind of you know move the chess pieces on the board and you know they were just going to shoot open some you know some open players it didn't happen so much for the dolphins because they just used their studs uh you know waddle hill and and Monster. man it felt like they were just they just constantly had hill in motion too like he was just always on the move pre-snap whether he was you know trying to get something moving downfield or moving east and west you know prior to the snap it was uh it was fun to watch. It was, it was a great game. Uh, we got Mega Brick in the chat. Uh, full point PPR. I'm down by two points playing against Gano. Have Lazard to play. Do you think I win? I think you do. I think that's a pretty easy one. Yeah. Started Kirk, Judy, and Lazard. Benched Foreman, DJ, and Boyd. Ouch. Hmm. DJ and Boyd both had touchdowns. Foreman didn't do anything. I started Foreman. Foreman didn't do anything, but they kept giving him the ball. They just, they just kept giving him the ball. He's like, nope, just one yard. Here you go. Just one. All right, next up we got Eagles and Bears. Uh, this was a weird one. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't have any passing touchdowns, but he did have three rushing touchdowns, uh, saving his fantasy day. Miles Sanders was a rough start for fantasy owners. I still have to feel like he's a safe play going forward just based on how good this offense is. Uh, Fields and Montgomery feel like very uh, very safe starts for the Bears. I don't think we're digging any deeper than that. You're not really trying to fire up Cole Komet, Pringle, uh, Kwamea St. Brown. And I mean, honestly, even if Goddard was healthy this week, I have I would have started him. I would have started him even over Jawan Johnson. I would have felt just fine about it because of what you're what you're getting exposed to with the Eagles. Right? They're going to be in the red zone a lot, especially the way that they draw up players. You know, with you know big bodies like uh, Goddard down low. AJ Brown and Jalen Johnson had a nice duel, but man, AJ Brown still went off nine catches, 181 receiving yards. Devontae Smith also a great day. Five for one twenty-six. Again, all these pieces feel like safe starts with the Bears. It's just really just Fields and uh in Montgomery.
1: Yep. No, I totally agree. Um, I you know, I do I'm interested to see what happens when Goddard comes back. You know, whose workload does that cut into? Is it Devontae Smith? You know, is it just less passes to Quez Watkins? You know, how does he fit back into to you know to what they've been doing over the last four or five weeks? So I'm definitely interested, but I mean, it's if you have Goddard and you're still in the playoffs, you know, you're you're happy that he's going to be coming back here. I believe he is slated to come back this week. I think that there was a chance. That's what they said, yeah, th- there was a chance he could have come back this week, but they mm-hmm. didn't, obviously. So I think next week he he will be back. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of what you said, I don't really have too much else to say. I mean, do you, how do you feel about Montgomery moving forward? Do you think next week he'll he'll be okay? What do we got next week here for the Bears?
0: The Bills. Oh, catches. okay. So, so catches. no. Well, yeah. no, I mean, this week, I mean, I, I would, the Eagles are not a good uh, defense up front. They've been, they've been struggling to stop the run. The bills, not so much, but because of the, the play calling and just the, you know, mischievous play calling, I should say of the bears. They're going to be very, um, what's the word? I don't know. I guess I already said it mis- mischievous, but their play calling is going to be very suspect. They're going to constantly be trying to move players around get easy looks, especially for fields with direct runs, and that's just going to play into Montgomery getting more opportunities. Montgomery today had a nice rushing touchdown. He should have had a uh, a second one, but they, they wound up calling it back, and he wound up actually catching one. So three for 38, second on the team in catches, uh, second on the team in total uh, receiving yards as well, and he had the two touchdowns. Yep. Seems like the safest play to me outside of anyone on this team other than fields, easily.
1: Yeah, Eagles have a tough a tough matchup next week. I think it's gonna be a bloodbath between the Eagles and the Cowboys. So mm-hmm. that's a uh yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, you're not sitting in your Eagles players, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough game for the you know, the, the NFC East games like that, especially towards the end of the year, usually end up being pretty rough games. So right so we'll see what happens with the Eagles.
0: Uh next up we have Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh Desmond dead body Ritter, thirteen for twenty six <laughs> and ninety seven <laughs> passing yards. Yeah, so much uh, better than Mariota. Oh yeah, so much better, so much better. I hope it was an injury. I really do, because man, I that th- doesn't make sense whatsoever. They are actually still in competition for the division. It's it's they're still live. Everybody is. That's how bad it is down there. Tyler Algier, seventeen for one thirty nine in rushing touchdown. I Court am Al- so
1: surprised that I've... this stat line should be flipped between Patterson and Algier. Very very crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean the Falcons are a weird team. They're hard to predict for certain. I'm not really interested in starting any of these guys. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, Patterson, Algier, Drake, London. I, I mean, Felipe wasn't Felipe Franks at one point, you know, taking snaps under center. Yep. I, I. It's hard for me to trust any of these Falcons going forward. Uh, yeah, it's very a very similar sentiment for the Saints as well. I started Taysom Hill in some underdog lineups. That was cool. Had you know, had the big passing touchdown, but I don't trust Alvin Kamara, and he had 91 rushing yards this week. I don't trust him. I don't trust any of these receivers. I got lucky with Jawan Johnson. I I ain't, I ain't trying to flex on nothing with that start. I was desperate. He catches touchdowns when he's healthy. That's that's been a thing. So I don't know. I can't say I have like a high trust level with him going forward. Still. If you're desperate, not so bad a play. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, not too much on this game. Andy Dalton actually played well. You know, I was surprised that, that he played. And again, the Falcons aren't like an opposing threat by any means. But you know, Dalton played well uh, for the most part. I I do I do enjoy that they put Taysom Hill in there and just such random plays. I I always love when he gets in there because you never know what's going to happen. So that's always that's always fun to watch. Um. I, I was really encouraged with Alvin Kamara's usage. It's been so down over the last like three four weeks and um you know he Ugh. had 21 carries it, it, he didn't have a, like a fantastic game by any means but I, mm-hmm. I just like i like the usage for Alvin Kamara uh this week as well so that was something well, he had, that,
0: that he was had 23 awesome. total touches and that's nice but you yeah. know just barely over 100 all-purpose yards it, you like to see this uh this stat line you have a, a touchdown next to it for certain uh, but man andy dalton he loves himself some juan johnson so sorry guys Mm-hmm. uh and yeah Taysom Hill loves himself some Shaheed I you're Chris Alave I feel like he's a safe start but he you know this week in a very good matchup he only had three catches for 53 yards and one of the you know lower stat lines and he's still the guy that I probably trust the most I mean if I have Alvin Kamara I probably am obligated to start him so I think that's a given but between these two teams, I really don't have anyone that I really trust. Like even Tyler Algier, he gets Baltimore next week. Would you start him up against Baltimore after the, the stat line this week?
1: Uh, probably not only because again, like I, I really expect Cordero Patterson to, to, to be the guy for them. Like unless, unless there's something going on with Patterson that, that we're not really fully uh, privy to. Um, you know, I, I do think that he is the better of the two running backs, at least, you know, for, for the Falcons. So I, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to start him, but, again, you might need to spot start him, um, you know, possibly in a flex. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't want to, but it, it, you could do worse.
0: That's fair. That's fair. You could definitely you could definitely find some worse options out there. I'm going to say no. I, w- I would say that I'd keep him on my bench. It just doesn't feel like, you know – the that do want to run the
1: ball. I mean, that, that's the nice thing they're that...
0: going to have to to, to yeah. protect their bad quarterback. I get that, but there may not be any rhyme or reason with who comes down with a big payday, whether it's Algier, whether it's Patterson, whether Desmond Ritter steals a few touchdowns next week with his legs. No clue. Yep. Caleb Huntley could come in and steal a touchdown. It feels like it's one of those rooms where it could just be anyone's day. It's terrifying. <laughs> All right, next up, we got the Lions and the Jets. Jared Goff and Zach Wilson—I mean, they definitely didn't kill your fantasy weeks. You know, they didn't make overwhelming mistakes. Wilson did have an interception, but he had two passing touchdowns and he had over 300 passing yards uh, up against the Lions' defense, that's been pretty good in the past handful of weeks. So, I will give a shout out to him. He, you know, he showed up for some folks that were super desperate and started him this week. Um, Zonovan Knight, ouch, that hurts. Michael Carter, ouch, that hurts. So the Jets run game was just completely abysmal for fantasy. Uh, Amon Ra, I would say good but not amazing day. Good but not great. Uh, Brock Wright saved Jared Goff's day, but not someone that you're trusting going forward. Got to ask you about DJ Shark. You know, he had a couple of good weeks, you know, uh, returning to the lineup. One for 18. One for 18 this week. And week uh, 15, are you trusting him going forward?
1: oh let's see who they have next week they have the panthers um again like he's in that he's in that category of like zay jones you know i again i'd rather start Zay. well jones I, I would absolutely sure. fire
0: up zay jones i don't know i don't know about dj shark
1: yeah i i don't man next week the the matchup's not bad like i, I do like the matchup against the panthers so it's it's definitely in consideration i mean i think he's definitely a a, a back end wide receiver three that mm-hmm. has, you know, some touchdown upside I, again, don't want to start him, but uh, I, I think it's yeah. No, nah, man. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm deciding right now. He don't start him. Damn it. The giants just scored again.
0: I saw that three yard <sighs> rush for uh, Mr. God. Saquon. So annoying. They're building up the moment, man. <sighs> Haven't you watched football today? They're building it up. Mm.
1: Um, But yeah, no, nah, I, I, I I'm not starting him. No, I, I don't think you can, mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, again, you could get a performance just like you did today. and know you're going to be kicking yourself because there's definitely probably better options out there, but um, the, the matchup is not bad though. I will say that
0: Uh, also in week 17, he has the bears. So I would say probably fade him up against Carolina because that feels like more of like an, anything can happen type of game. Whereas I trust the lions to take care of business up against the bears in week 16, where, you know, obviously now they're in a better position to take on the wild card i believe they're 7 and 7 now if they can pull out a win up against carolina like i believe they will you know again it's going to be a more meaningful game for them than it is the bears who are trying to close down shop get ready for next season secure a top 3 pick etc um even tougher uh question deandre swift jamal williams oh. what do we do with these poor these poor souls going forward oh. jamal williams did have a touchdown call back which was which was a a bunch of garbage i was very upset about <laughs> said touchdown being called back but yeah he had that opportunity swift went eight eight for 52 not bad the efficiency is absolutely there for swift he was but, he did have five
1: catches too swift and he had
0: five and he had five catches so yeah. he feels he feels safe right up there with like kind of like a mon Ra trust level right but jamal williams it just feels like these past three weeks doo, 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 just keeps falling down the pecking order are we trusting him Someone that's been, you know, a cornerstone of every lineup, you know, up to this point in fantasy, right? Like, are we trusting him in week 16?
1: Oh boy. Trust? No. Could you play him? Yeah. I mean, he's definitely still into consideration. I mean, he still has, Mm -hmm. he still has a majority of the workload when it comes to, to, to the goal line stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. he's still, he's definitely their best back at the goal line for sure. So yeah, I, I think he's still viable start. Um, I think both of them are uh, obviously more so in, in PPR for DeAndre Swift, but yeah, I, I would say they're both in a consideration for starting for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree they're mid-tier plays. You probably your, you know, you're running back to potential flex options. If I was, you know, in, in a flex between Jamal Williams and say like DJ Shark, I would probably still lean uh, Jamal Williams. Especially up against the Bears uh, in week 17, that could be a big spot for uh, Jamal. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Steelers and the Panthers. What's with Sam Darnold and DJ Moore in touchdowns? It's like a thing. It's like a thing now. Like, oh, Sam Darnold's back. Now I just catch touchdowns. Five for 73 and a touchdown. I think he's the the biggest question just because of how polarizing his season has been. Are you trusting DJ Moore going forward in these uh, next couple of weeks here?
1: Um, man. Yeah. I think so, actually. Um, again, next week against the Lions, the Lions have been better as of recent, mm-hmm. but they are definitely susceptible to um, to wide receivers. So, yeah, I, I think I think DJ Moore is a starter next week for you. I mean, again, I, I think he's going to be a lower end wide receiver too. But if if he catches a touchdown, he's definitely you know playable. So, yeah, I, I think that he uh, he's a starter next week.
0: I agree. Uh, I'm, I mean, I've been on him all season. I've been waiting for the, you know, the quote unquote turnaround. It's definitely too little, too late for a lot of owners for a lot of fantasy teams, but if you can still roll them out and you know, you're moving on, you know, up and up into the playoffs, he's still a guy that I want to roll out each week. He's just a priority in their, in their offense. You, you know, he led the team in catches. Um, I don't have the target list in front of me, but I'm, I'm certain he's at the top of that. Uh, if I was looking at him or Terrace Marshall, it would definitely be DJ Moore. It's, it's, it's been pretty obvious with Sam Darnold coming back that, you know, he's a reliable fantasy option now. Uh, opposite of him, Deontay Johnson, one of his better weeks this season, 10 catches yeah. for 98 receiving yards. He just he's been a, the dead. Yeah, right. I mean, well, and it's weird because we talked about this before, you know, about how he's like top 10 in targets, but he has no efficiency backed on it whatsoever. He has no yards. He has, he has no touchdowns. Going forward, I feel like we should be trusting him, especially if Mitch is going to be uh, under center. Mitch didn't really do too bad seventeen for twenty two, hundred and seventy nine, and he added a rushing touchdown, and they got the win. It feels like even if um, Pickett were healthy, you know, Mitch has kind of done enough these past couple of weeks where it could be his job. And
1: he's he's playing his role. I mean, he understands that he can't piss the game away. That's the (laughs) thing, right? Like he has to be the game manager and, and allow that that defense to to work for them. So yeah, I think he was serviceable.
0: And it feels like one of those scenarios like when we went back and forth between like uh, Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson, right? And we saw how Flacco was so much better with uh, say like Garrett Wilson than Zach was, right? Like we saw like the, those really big weeks. It feels kind of like Pickett's guy is Friar and maybe Trubisky's guy is Deontay. You know, like Deontay's just feels like a he has a safer floor with Mitch. I don't know if they just have a better connection or Mitch just kind of has that ability to find his number one guy. Um Najee trust going forward. I'm still not going to trust Sam Darnold. I really don't trust Mitch either. I mean, you don't want to trust any of those guys going into next week um, or into the fantasy finals. Uh, Anything else to add on this game?
1: Uh, No, it it was nice to see Jalen Warren get in there. I got a lot of Jalen Warren in best ball. um, So it was nice to see him get back on track a little bit. Not that you're starting him, um, but if if he's still out there on your waiver wire and you have Najee Harris and you're in the playoffs, pick him up now. If Najee Mm. goes down and you need him for a week, he will be fine. Um, but no, I mean, outside of that, like we said, you know, we talked, we already talked about more, um, I don't want to really mess with Foreman or Hubbard or any of those fools either. So yeah, just ride out the, uh, the DJ Moore, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson. Um, and I honestly think Pickens is still an okay play. The Steelers have the Raiders next week. I mean, Raiders mm-hmm. defense is so, 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 I mean, you know, Pickens could have a, a, a decent day next week as well.
0: I do think that one of those running backs do find paydirt next week. Foreman had some carries inside the five Hubbard was very active as well. And Detroit has not been uh, very good up against the run this season. They've improved recently, but overall now they're about like mid tier. Like uh, I'd want to say they're still like a top 16 or 17 matchup to the running back position in fantasy right now, but they were at one point like a top 10. So they've gotten a bit better, but they still have holes. And I would trust. You know, again, it's got to you got to be desperate, right? Like you know, it's got to be the bottom of the barrel on your lineup. But I would still be willing to throw one of those guys in on a on a flyer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, we have the Cowboys and the Jaguars. Jaguars coming out of nowhere on this one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, nice. Oh yeah, it it was a fun game to watch, right? Uh, Especially going to going to overtime. I would have liked to see an offensive, uh, you know, touchdown for it to finish, but it's all good. It was it was it was a good finish. Uh, Lawrence four passing touchdowns and an interception. Dak, three passing touchdowns and two interceptions. Whether you want to consider either of those guys bad at a certain point in this game, Lawrence had a slow start. Dak didn't finish very well. You're still starting both of them going forward if you have them. Um, If you had, let's say, both of those guys in a single quarterback league, who would you start next week, Uh, Lawrence or Dak?
1: Uh, Man, good question. Dak Mm. has,
0: I can tell you, the Eagles next week. Yeah. And And Lawrence has the Jets. the Jets, ooh, there you go. Oh, yeah, on Thursday night methods.
1: football at that, too. Um,
0: ooh, I'd probably fade that then, right? This is a long game, and now, and now we're moving on to Thursday.
1: Mm, man, the Eagles, though, are going to get up. I mean, not that they need to get up for this game. I mean, it's already going to be a get-up game for them. Um, mm-hmm. Man, 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 that is a very good um, you know what? Yeah, yeah I I guess I'll take Dak only because I think that that game's going to be a projected higher scoring game over mm-hmm. the Jets Jags. So, I mean, yep. leave that up to be the tiebreaker. So, yeah, I, I would say Dak's probably the better play. It, it won't surprise me, though, if Lawrence has another two or three touchdown game. I mean, he's just been very, very good. And and again, like the Jets are really good on defense for sure. I mean, you know, we saw what they did to the Bills, but mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is playing very well. So, yeah, it, it won't surprise me. But if I mean, if I have both of them, I'll take Dak.
0: If I had both, I would take Dak as well. And the the tiebreaker is the Thursday night schedule. I don't want to get exposed on a short week in a game where Lawrence and the offense had to play a lot, play into uh, extra quarters into overtime. I feel like this is one of those games where you're gonna you know cash an easy under on a short week where you know against two exhausted teams. Uh, Jets they had to go they had to go around the way uh, as well to to finish out that game even in a loss. Uh, let's see Tony Pollard Zeke Elliott. Based off of the way they're being used in this offense, I, I, I feel pretty good starting both of them going forward. More so, obviously, Pollard. Uh, Etienne had another big week. That was nice. A lot of people were uh, consider- considering him a bench candidate this week up against the Cowboys. Uh, Damian Pierce had a good week up against the Cowboys last week. And this week, e- Etienne, another strong running back performance. I don't think we should be scared about starting RBs up against the, the Cowboys at this juncture. like The numbers are showing otherwise.
1: Yep. Nope. Totally agree. Um, I, I did think that it was going to be a very down day for ETN, but um, I mean, he went over a hundred yards, you know, that, that was yeah. very encouraging to see. So yeah, I think ETN's definitely, uh, you know, playable next week as well. I, I actually expect him to get more catches. I mean, he had two catches for 24 yards next week could be a potential, you know, four or five catch game for him. And, and if that's the case, you know, I, I, I really think that he can I think we'll find Pater next week as well. I mean, he hasn't seen the end zone in a few weeks. So I, I think next week he could do that. You know, mm-hmm. again, I, I I just feel like they might surprise the Jets and play very well against the Jets. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I mean, and again, Zay Jones, this dude just now over the – I somebody had uh, tweeted at me on, on Twitter and asked me um if I think Zay Jones is now like a Doug Baldwin-esque player where he's like – kind of up and down but he'll have mm-hmm. a string of games where he's you know very good um so yeah i I think zay jones is definitely playable next week as well him him and christian kirk um and evan ingram like again i i really think trevor lawrence might have a good week next week man i i i don't know what it is but uh, i just uh, i feel like they might they might write the ship against the jets for all the other teams that have played the jets this year
0: yeah i'm into all three of those guys going forward jones kirk ingram would like to see a little bit more from christian kirk but uh, Lawrence is spreading the ball around Ingram's definitely earning his keep he's familiar playing in New York so that's I feel like a trustworthy narrative uh, and yeah Kirk and Jones have just been a, a really great uh, really great duo did have Marvin Jones steal a touchdown as well you know would have liked to see that to go to Ingram as, or uh, or Kirk excuse me if, uh, but yeah feel good about those guys going forward for sure if More, uh,
1: just one real thing uh, so if you if you're the Zeke or Pollard owner or if you have both who do you prefer to start next week against the the Eagles? Is it Pollard or Zeke? It...
0: It's it's Pollard, um, but I feel like a lot of rosters with that scenario, you probably start both. It's true. You're you're just increasing your exposure to touchdowns, and typically, touchdowns are the biggest factor in scoring in fantasy, right? Like if you just go through all of your matchups week by week by week, no matter if it's PPR half point PPR standard typically the team that scores the most amount of touchdowns is going to win that matchup. Unless you have like, just like some insane in scoring incentives, you know, for, you know, completions or rushing attempts or, or things like that, that will skew that. But typically the team that scores the most touchdowns is going to win. So I don't, I don't feel that bad about that knowing how often I believe the Cowboys will be in the red zone. Yep. Cause we saw them both get opportunities. I saw, Zeke get carries inside the five. I saw Pollard get carries inside the five. And to be perfectly honest, this week neither of them looked that great inside the five trying to finish. I also thought the play calling for those specific runs were a little vanilla. I mean, they literally tried to ISO both of them. Um, and I believe Zeke's attempt was them calling the same play and back-to-back attempts. So, like, he had, a, he had a nice run for, like, eight to nine yards. They get down to, like, the four to the five and they line up in the same exact formation and run the same exact play, and they get stuffed for, like, minus two yards. It was like, hey, like, what are you you guys doing down there? Why why, why the hell did you just do that? Zeke wanted another touchdown. You ruined it. Bigger question mark here for the Dallas Cowboys. Noah Brown, six for 49 and two receiving touchdowns. Fools, gold, or trustable production?
1: Man, um, I I think it's trustable production, but it doesn't mean I want to play him um honestly like just again like that's a guy that could give you a a, a, you know terrible stat line you know he could only have two or three catches for maybe 30 or 40 yards like it just i don't want yeah like i don't want to trust it i do think next week though like again i think it's going to be a higher scoring game between the cowboys and the eagles so i think next week it could potentially be somebody that that you could start um but i i don't want to start him again like that's not somebody i trust um, the Cowboys have enough weapons that they could full fade Noah Noah Brown and and not even you know think twice about it. So I, I don't want to start him. Um, I think that I think you're an a emer- you know break the glass emergency if you're sticking him in the lineup.
0: Right. I, I feel very similarly. I do not want to start him. I feel even in desperate opportunities where I could start him, I'll probably convince myself to start somebody else. You know some some player on a team where their starter is injured, like a Chris Moore situation with like the Texans. Like this week, if I was looking at those two, oh, uh, Chris Moore, absolutely. Who else is going to catch the ball? Right. And obviously, that would be the incorrect play here. But, you know, that's what we're looking at when we're making our fantasy decisions is, you know, opportunity, you know, plus the combination of uh, potential production. So I don't feel like it's going to be a safe start going forward. I feel like either of those touchdowns will or will or could have gone to someone, you know, with more elite status like a Schultz or a Lamb, um, even a Pollard or a Zeke inside the, the red zone. So, not someone I'm trusting going forward. Yep. Uh, let's hit a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be uh, right back after this. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the DGENs only, uh, try, our, or try your luck at WinBet's parlay wheel. They have great promos, odds, and payouts that are happening right now at WinBet, and if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. It's limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700.
1: The Sports Gambling Podcast Mini Helmet Contest. Don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. If you guys haven't seen these helmets, by the way, they're pretty dope. Uh, you can look on my Twitter. Obviously, I posted that. It's all it's all over the uh, SGP Twitter as well. Um, you know, they're pretty cool. They're black, have the SGP logo on them. Um, so, uh, you know, a cool addition to a man cave. And they're only fifty nine ninety nine. And I believe if that's the only thing in your order, they are also doing a promo right now for free shipping on the helmet. If you just order the helmet, so just uh, FYI.
0: Dang, should have put that into one of my uh, my last purchases. Would have gotten some free shipping.
1: Yeah, I'll be placing my purchase probably tonight. I, I forgot to do it the other night, and I just thought about it today. So yeah, I d- definitely want to get one, um, for sure. So that's <laughs> that'll probably be sitting right here. I'm probably gonna put a helm or a uh, case right here with the helmet in right behind I me. Like so it. I like Add it. it to the old podcasting station here
0: for the brand. All right, next up we had another overtime game: the Chiefs and the Texans. The Texans go away. Stop it, please. I'm tired of this act. You don't want to win football games. You're one and twelve and one. Stop it. Stop pretending that you're good at football. Stop pretending that it's next year. Oh and one. (laughs) My goodness. Yeah, like I don't get this. They're doing the quarterback carousel and shit. Like they're like trying to pretend like they don't have a quarterback. Like, oh, we don't know yes
1: yeah, so if you don't know, know that they don't know if people don't know by the way jeff driscoll is tight end eligible in yahoo leagues so if you're in any yahoo leagues and need a tight end i mean you could do worse jeff driscoll's running the ball passing the ball i mean he's he's taste hill-esque right now for the texans so i think that that's the only platform that has him tight end eligible so just a fyi for everybody out there
0: yeah, I don't even know if I trust Chris Moore anymore. Uh, he had a nice day. He's four for 42. I believe he had about seven or eight targets, which isn't bad. But, you know, it's a far cry from last week, you know, where he, where he was putting up double digits and whatnot. So, had a good matchup up against Kansas City. I'll try to pull up his matchup for next week here really quick. So many more.
1: play the Titans, and the Chiefs play the Seahawks.
0: So the Titans are a good matchup for the passing game. Man, damn it! Is he gonna? Are we gonna do this again? Are we going back to the well with Chris Moore?
1: Uh, I think he's definitely playable next week. I, I again, I know we were just talking about it. I'd rather play him than Noah Brown next week. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks are still out, I feel like let's give him the gas. Let's go. Let's yeah, let's fire him up
1: it's a good thing you said that that that's 100 accurate if if either one of those guys plays and then, then i'm not sure i like chris Moore as much anymore um but yeah i mean if both of them are out he's definitely definitely an interesting play uh if collins is in i guess i prefer to play collins but um they're they're, yeah. per- they're gonna be pretty close in the rankings collins is a much better wide receiver but he just has been in and out of the lineup, inconsistent. So it's it just, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting next week to see, to see how the Texans play this out.
0: The Chiefs, I feel like Jarek McKinnon has definitely earned his way into our lineups. Uh, I feel like it should be kind of a um, you know set and forget type of situation at this point. You said uh, they have the Seahawks. I mean, between him and Pacheco, I'm starting McKinnon.
1: It's interesting. Um, I think I'd rather still set or uh, start Pacheco. Um, mm-hmm. Just the workload for him is is much better. Um, I should say much better. It's better than McKinnon. But McKinnon
0: had eight catches. He did.
1: You're 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 correct. The problem is that I just I don't know how many times we're really gonna see these passes the McKinnon that are going for touchdowns Uh, like these wide receivers and Travis Kelsey. Now Travis Kelsey had a good day. Don't get me wrong. Um, But these Mm -hmm. wide receivers and Mahomes and everything, they're going to get back on track where they are just getting a bunch of touchdowns through the air. And that's not McKinnon. So I I do worry a little bit. I don't want to auto auto put him in the lineup again. I think I'd rather still start Pacheco. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think he's definitely flex worthy. I just don't want to automatically start him.
0: Damn, dog. He's got four touchdowns, five touchdowns in the last three weeks, four touchdowns in the last two. Yeah. I I I I I have to. <laughs> I, just... I, I can't turn that away. What's where's let me see Pacheco here? Pacheco has no touchdowns in the last two weeks, and the prior two weeks, weeks 13 and 12, he did have back to back weeks with rushing touchdowns. Like yeah, I think Pacheco has like a respectable floor playing in this offense getting the type of touches that he's getting but i do feel like what i'm seeing on the field is mckinnon is still going to be the favorite option for their offense and should be for our fantasy lineups
1: yeah i again i just i don't know i i don't want to auto start him um i've I've definitely put him into consideration now against other Uh players but um yeah i don't know man I, i just don't want to trust it i guess
0: well, I really don't have anyone else here. Damian Pierce, uh, rest in peace. Is he coming back? No,
1: man. They put him on the IR. He he done. Well,
0: oh, well, so much for that. No, oh, so, it sucks,
1: dude. You know how many best ball teams I have with him on it that advanced? Same here. It's just rough.
0: Same man. here. <laughs> one of them. One of the combos that I had um, was Eckler, Jamal Williams, and Damian Pierce. So, or uh, yeah, Jam- yeah, Jamal Williams, Damian Pierce were the combos that are just down right now, right? So J- Jamal Williams and eh taking that backseat like we'd already mentioned before and then yeah damian pierce getting hurt just ouch just <sighs> come on now sucks, killing man. me yeah that was one of the lineups uh, that i had just completely buried uh, on underdog this week <coughs> oh excuse me all right next up uh to arizona and denver uh, i did not watch much of this game uh, i really don't like any of these pieces going forward for either team Hopkins was okay. He did have the seven catches. It's not great with just the 60 yards. Uh, Trey McBride is kind of a far cry for the tight end position. If you're desperate, go ahead and fire him up. Jerry Judy was somehow relevant, seven for 76, but it's still trust, uh, tough for me to trust him going forward. Uh, the Broncos offense in general just doesn't feel that trustworthy. Latavius Murray, again, the numbers were there, but you know, are you actually going to trust it in your lineups? And for me, the options that I'm going to have in comparative – or in comparison to those guys those guys will be on the outside looking in i feel like what about you
1: yeah um no i agree hold on i was just looking to see who they play so the broncos play the rams
0: and and kansas city
1: oh oh, yeah yeah And and then the cardinals play the bucks and then the falcons so oh man yeah it's gonna be tough um I've, I it's it, again. I, I'm not trusting any of the Broncos that aren't named Jerry Judy or I know Greg Dolchitz had a very terrible day. Like I, and mm. and this was the best matchup for tight ends too, which is just yep. insane. But I do think that Dolchitz could have a decent game. Um, you know, moving forward, I I still mm. I don't say trust him, but I still think he's in consideration for a tight end start. Um, I, I think the, the the guy on any of these teams that I actually really trust is James Conner. Now next week it's probably going to be rough going um you know against Mm -hmm. the bucks but if they if you make it past with james Conner next week you know they got a very soft matchup week 17 so i i uh, i do think james Conner again 16 carries 63 yards and a touchdown and he did add three car or three catches for 28 yards as well so i think he's still obviously a start for you and hopkins you're not really going to get away from hopkins either even with uh, I guess it uh, you know what. I take that back. I guess we got to see next week because it might be Trace McSolar, uh, McSorley. Shout out Penn State. You know, it, it might not be Colt McCoy because Colt McCoy <laughs> had a concussion. So, so I guess we'll see. But um, yeah.
0: you got to add Marquise Brown into that discussion as well. What do? You...
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to start Marquise Brown next week. I I don't care which quarterback it is. I don't think I'm mm-hmm. really going to start Marquise Brown. I would try to pivot if at all possible.
0: I uh, feel feel the same way. again, you know, you're just looking at the top options for these teams. I don't like Latavius Murray, but you could start him on a whim next week as well. still had the that volume of twenty four carries. I would imagine if he gets another twenty four carries next week, he'll find a way to fall into the end zone. I don't know what his yardage will be. so i'm I'm okay starting him on a whim. Um, Hopkins and Judy aren't necessarily on a whim, you know, they're not desperation plays, but you still don't feel great about them given the quarterback situation and just the you know, entire perspective of their offense going forward. Uh, next up, we have the Raiders and the Patriots. Just an absolute shit show, barn burner. Uh, I'm going to win. No, we're going to win. Oh, we accidentally won type of game. Uh, I guess Derek Carr, you know, he, this is kind of a, a step-up moment for him, we'll say. Like, I felt like a lot of people weren't trusting him going into this game. And I coming back with three touchdowns and just the lone interception, I feel like is pretty solid and probably more than what people were, were expecting this week so tip of the cap to him someone I'll feel better about starting fo- going forward uh Josh Jacobs kind of a meh day but he did get production what did you think about the return of Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro to the lineup how it kind of factored into everybody's production
1: uh I mean Darren Waller had a touchdown right yeah he did yeah I, I think Darren Waller uh is a uh, is a good start Honestly, um, I think he's slotted right back in. Uh, I think he's going to be a fine starter for you. Um, And then Renfro, man, I I don't mm, nah. Renfro is still out of lineup for me. I'm not I'm not trusting Mm -hmm. Renfro. I I would much rather uh, trust Waller over over Renfro for sure. Um, I do think Waller is a boomer bust touchdown tight end. I don't think I think if he doesn't get a touchdown, I think he's going to have a bad day for you probably. But um, Mm -hmm. Hunter Renfro is definitely not a consideration for me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, Renfro wouldn't be in consideration. Let me see who they get next week. Uh, so they have Pittsburgh. That is a good matchup for receivers. I will say that, but that is not a, a declaration of confidence or um, admission that you should start Renfro next week. I like Waller. Obviously, the Foster-Morrow train and narrative is over. That's come to an end. Devontae Adams, definitely need to see him more involved next week. This is not you know, championship-level production. Him doing this another week, I will will not get us to the finals, you know, or will will not put us in good, you know, position to, you know, whatever make it. Uh, So hopefully he turns it around. Not trusting any of the receivers for the Patriots, I kind of feel like if Myers were out, I would have trusted Nelson Aguilar. I believe Aguilar actually came down with a touchdown that they called back in this game, but it felt like he was getting a little bit more uh, promise or upside with Myers out of the lineup. something like that were to happen or we saw a key injury this week, maybe I'd feel okay firing him up, but I don't really feel good about starting any Patriots other than Stevenson. And he was a huge question mark coming into this, uh, into this game. He wasn't even listed as a starter. And then they were just like, all right, well they're beating us bad, man. Can you help? And yeah. Then he and, did. and then 19, he did.
1: Yeah. 19 for one seventy two and one, like this dude's just an animal. Like he's been an animal all season long. It shouldn't surprise us. But again, it is surprising that they didn't really seem like they, they, wanted to play him too much and then they did and yeah so weird weird situation good for you if you started him um i i did not start him i started other people over him uh due to the fact of i thought maybe they would just give him the ball maybe handful of times you know get him in there just yeah depressing if you didn't start him but good for you if you did
0: yeah and and god bless you if you you know pick the raiders to win this game that cashed a a three-team oh, parlay a, for me
1: yeah that that last play was so i, I what is bill belichick doing right like why situation i don't even
0: i don't even think it's i don't even think it's overtime. him i think it's more just the players because in that moment they're just like oh let's make a play but yeah you should be just trying to go to overtime i don't think yeah. that that was something drawn they up because that
1: ball and went to overtime
0: for sure yeah oh yeah the, the the kneel for sure the kneel for sure uh but when you got players on the field that you know just want to go out and try to you know make a play and try to win that's that's what happens yeah, it's just so dumb. <laughs> A couple games left here. Next up, we got the Titans and the Chargers. Not really too much to take away from this one. You know, Chargers, you're going to con- so
1: disappointing, man. Goodness, they good were patience.
0: they were, but you're not really pivoting off of any of these options. You know what I mean? Like you're not sitting Eckler if he's healthy. Uh, I don't think you're going to start Kelly in any scenario unless somehow Eckler was to be declared out. Um, you're starting Keenan Allen, you're starting Mike Williams, no matter what, they still had relevant days, even though they were kind of down days. And Keenan Allen had eight for 86, Williams four for 67. Josh Palmer, he might be a fringe start. Gerald Everett, he might be a fringe start, but I feel like they're on the positive sides of those conversations. And for the Titans, you don't want to be trusting anyone other than Derrick Henry. And if you're desperate, maybe a Conwoo at tight end, you know, if, if you're playing that game,
1: No, I, I agree. Um, you know, yeah, a um, you know, I, I thought that he would have a a better game than he did four for 54. Um, it, it does suck that it's him and Hooper, you know, you're, you're Mm. kind of playing the, the both tight end game there. Unfortunately, it'd be really nice if one of them just would disappear and the other one would just take up all those targets. But yeah, Conquo, you know, back end tight end one for me, you know, uh, tight end two with upside for sure. Um, I think you definitely should have won your matchup because Terry, I think, since we started has two or three catches. So um you should have should have won your matchup on that, by the way. Uh but Derrick Henry, I mean, good game for him, you know, for sure. It was nice to see. Um, you know, I, Ryan Tannehill got carted off and then came back in this game. It interesting. Um, you know, that they carted him Bleak off Malik played that break. bad. Yeah, they're like Tannehill, we we know you're hurt, but we're gonna need you to come back in here and still lose. Please game take for the us.
0: shot for us. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. Hopefully, it wasn't the Chargers team doctors who have to give him a shot because you know last time they gave somebody a shot, they uh they they mm. ruined that man from playing. Poor Tyrod. If um, you don't
0: take this shot, Derrick Henry's gonna come in here and he's gonna <laughs> give it to you himself. He's
1: just gonna take it all. That's uh, <laughs> so interesting. Um, but yeah, man, you know, for, is there anybody in the pass game for the Titans that you are looking to start? No, Traylon okay, Burks yeah. is back. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. Uh, again, I I don't even, when he comes back. I still don't even want to trust it. I mean, the Titans just want, the Titans want to run the he,
0: ball. He would be the answer to the question though. Like, if if you have to start somebody from from that group, he's the most athletic. He's the you know the guy that's going to be able to open up the field for them. And if you look at his numbers when he's been healthy these past these past weeks, he's been okay. He's been a de- he's been a decent fantasy play because he's the only person that can really you know make a play for them. Whether it's a splash play, whether it's creating some space downfield, whatever it is he's just using his athleticism that's it they just want to let's get the guy who can you know take it the extra you know eight to 13 yards with his athleticism let's just get him some targets that's it
1: yep um but yeah herbert man just so disappointing man like the the titans suck at stopping the pass and i know he just couldn't do it today It, it was it was agitating um it was surprising for sure obviously you know moving forward you're still probably going to start Herbert. I mean, there's there's nothing you can really do too much about that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean – I, it,
0: I was just going to say I felt like the play calling was not in his favor. Uh, I felt like when they were running it, they should have been passing it, and when they were passing it, they should have been running it. I was watching that and just going, like, why isn't this working? Like, it's the Titans. Like, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan should both have 10 catches. I, I don't understand this whatsoever, and they just – they wanted to run the ball. I mean, they were – they. They had 12 carries to Eckler. They had 10 carries to Josh Kelly. Like, why are you having Josh Kelly run the ball that much? I know that Eckler was reprieved for a moment. Like, he was in the blue tent for a short period and then on the sideline, and he was fine. But look at the weapons that you have. I think the commentators kind of said it best. Like, when they get down to the red zone, you know, they're not a sprinting team. They're a basketball team. You know, you look at the height and the size advantage that they have with Gerald Everett and Palmer and Mike Williams and even – you know, Keenan has length, but really it's, you know, his agility and his cutting that, you know, is getting him open and giving him opportunities. But regardless, like they didn't want to use those guys. (laughs) They, they weren't doing that. They were getting kind of away from who they were. And it just felt like the play calling was so vanilla and just back and forth. Like they were trying to play chess with the Titans. When you can just nuke the Titans, what are you doing? Just, Just drop a bomb on them. Screw checker or screw chess. You know, let's Let's play some Cod. Let's drop some bombs and folks like, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. Just pass the ball. So what I was saying to the TV, just please pass, please pass. They wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Very disappointing. I think obviously next week they play the Colts. Um, we just saw what happened with Minnesota there. So I do think, you know, they're very much in play, all of them. So yeah, I mean, yeah. feel fine starting them next week for sure. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, the only person from the Titans that I want to start is Derek Henry. You know, let's go, Terry. Go, Terry. Oh, good play. Um, good, yeah, Terry. So, good Terry. Yeah, sorry. I'm, uh, I'm just over here. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. No, it's all
0: good. I got that dub like you had mentioned. So, we're, you know, yeah. we're, we're nice, right man. on there pace here. Yeah, yeah uh, it's funny. Up.
1: This is what the commanders... And, and again, sorry to jump ship, but this is what the commanders do, man. Like, they run the ball until they're like, oh, shit, we can't win the game just, just doing this the whole entire time. Let's pass it to our best player on the field. And now they're just... Now the yeah. targeting Terry, right? Like that's
0: is... that was that was definitely the commandos version with Wentz, I would say. But as of late, it's been a little bit different. I just feel like this matchup is just a crucial game for both teams. So you are seeing like that, you know, check uh you know, check from the defense on both sides, right? Like this game feels or is going at least how I expected it to. It's gonna be tight. I would imagine the commanders do something on this drive, whether they take you know three points or six or whatever. Uh, I feel like, you know, they're going to keep this one close. You know, and as long as they score, they're still within a possession. This game feels like, you know, the last team to have the ball is going to – or the last team to score, excuse me, is going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, just saw them get inside the 20. So, it's, yeah, it feels like it's going to be, you know, solid drive for them here. Going to be yep. right back in it. Definitely. All right, last game up here. We got the Bengals and the Bucks. Ooh, Good, uh, good
1: game, kind of, until the end when the Bengals, you know, sealed it up. But it was a yeah. pretty – it was pretty good game to watch I, I i enjoyed watching uh you know brady versus burrow
0: i i enjoyed the passive aggressive Catch camera up. angles for sure oh yeah
1: touchdown. let's go see there John you go Hudson. let's go
0: baby there you go oh thank god i he i was did. on my he was on my short list for an any time
1: wow while it was halftime i did bet the money line of plus 330 for washington so uh so that helps yeah let's, let's go. go
0: let's go gotta Sorry. like some good live betting odds
1: oh yeah Oh, that's so nice Love um but yeah man this this game was cool i I, I did enjoy uh, watching this game um I tell you what man Chris Godwin is definitely the number one wide receiver on this team i I, I mean Mike Evans is still getting the yeah. target but damn him and Brady just connect more than than him and Mike Evans do and, and I do think that Brady I, I don't sneakily trust Godwin a little bit more and honestly if if I have to pick between the two I'd rather start Godwin over Mike Evans moving forward that makes
0: for sure. sense. Yeah. No, no, I I can agree with that. But Mike Evans also had a great start to this game and then disappeared in the second half. Yeah, which so is he, had, he had weird. Yeah, he had five for 83 on the game. That's what he had in the first half. So he literally did nothing in the second half. Russ Gage is the big concern here. Like Russ Gage, like good for you, but stop it. Stop stealing the touchdowns. Okay, because I, one of those, you know, well, I guess one already did go to Godwin, but one of those should go to Mike Evans and to one of these running backs. Because realistically, like I feel good about Evans, Godwin, um, Boyd, Chase, Higgins, like you're starting those guys. And I guess you could start Russ Gage on a whim, you know, if, if you're really desperate, but I don't think that I'm going to. I, I feel like you're kind of in the similar sentiment to that. Yes. OK, so yeah. we're good with starting all these receivers like you're not putting them on the bench. I was considering yeah. start, uh, putting uh, Mike on the bench this week. Didn't do it. Because he's been bad, right? This was a better performance, actually, from him. And it really sucks because, again, he started off so well, 5 for 83 in the first half and then does nothing in the second. I'm still going to trust him going forward. My question for you here is from both sides. The, the freaking running backs, Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, Rashad White, Leonard Fournette. Like, this is a mess on both sides of the ball here. Of those four, start two for next week.
1: Uh, Mixon and oh, you know what? Hold on, let me look the matchups real quick. Uh, Bengals, Patriots, and the Bucks play the Cardinals. Okay, so White and Mixon. Those yeah. are the two I start.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm considering uh, Fournette on my bench next week for Chuba Hubbard. So I have to feel Ooh. like I would, I would probably have Rashad White above that. Well, yeah, look at their they have a much better matchup next week. They have Detroit. They missed the kick. Sure did. I'm I'm tired of Joey Sly Love, man. I'm I'm sorry, but he's not a good kicker. They were trying to talk him up earlier in the game. This he's not a good kicker. Oh. They, need, they need to get off of that guy. Uh he's not someone who's uh who's trustworthy. I think they
1: had, a, I think they had a penalty on the on the extra point here and pushed him back. Uh, but he did miss it wide right so still 14-9. that sucks
0: why do they have eight on the clock okay. uh, yeah I know it
1: they change it I, I saw that too they, they change it to nine then all
0: right. all right well that's all I got from this game and that's uh, pretty much the show here do you have anything to share before we head out
1: um no I don't think so but I mean it is crucial time if if anybody has not joined I just somebody just hit me up and uh you know every now and again this guy will hit me up on Twitter and Ask me, you know, a starter sick question. And I was like, man, I was like, you gotta get in the Discord, man. Like, so I sent him a, oh, yeah. a link. He got signed up. Like, if you haven't joined our SGP and Discord yet, do so. Uh hop in there. You know, we're talking fantasy football all the time. Lots of people who are, you know, pretty intelligent with fantasy football are in there. Put your start sick questions in. Um, you know, a- anything at all. Just come join mm-hmm. the Discord, man. It is it is awesome. It's a nice place to talk football, fantasy football, you know, with like-minded people. So, um, you know, that's, that's probably the best place I tell people to go to, to put your start set questions. Cause then you can get a, a ton of answers from different people. So, um, yep, you know, I would absolutely. definitely recommend getting in the discord.
0: And it's really just a deep category of questions too. ask whatever you want. If it's a 20 yep. team empire league, or you're playing IDP or you're playing dynasty, or you have, you know, a very interesting injury scenario. We have every sort of expert available for you at all times. So one of us will always be chiming in and then you'll have, you know, the expert at their, you know, field, you know, jumping in and you know, answering your question as well. So we got something for everybody. Come check us out. You go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, smash the fantasy tab. We got all the good stuff for you. Be sure to like and share the video, download and review. Uh, we'll be back next week and going forward with, you know, more fantasy updates, you know, for the off season and the championship alike. So come ride with us. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.
1: Good luck, everybody.